My friend Elise has a cat named Mendel. Elise is a genius, and so is her husband Mark, and I'm assuming so is her cat Mendel. Mendel was named after Gregor Mendel. Unlike Mendel the cat, Gregor was a human. He was a monk, in fact, which is kind of like a priest. But he was also a scientist, and we often call him the father of modern genetics. Here's a little backstory. Gregor Mendel was born in Austria, which is now the Czech Republic, way back in 1822. And as a kid, he helped his dad on his family farm. Pretty much everyone knew he was a genius, and once he got to middle school, he actually had the chance to go to school for the first time. Back in the 1800s in Austria, Gregor didn't have a chance to go to a public middle school like we do, or even a high school. Those weren't around back then, so he had to leave his family behind, and they had to pay money for him to go to school. After high school, Mendel joined a monastery, which is like a community where monks live. It's a mix between a school, a library, a church, a giant apartment, and the monks who lived there worked as scientists, teachers, priests, and a bunch of other things. At the monastery, Gregor tried to become a teacher, but he kept failing his teaching exam, so he started working in the garden with a very special plant. Keys. Hello, and welcome to Life Science for 7th Graders, the podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hauk, the 7th grade life science teacher at Unity Junior High. Today we are talking about genetics, or the study of how traits are passed from parents to their offspring. When we hear the word genetics, we often hear the word hereditary, which is a fancy word for traits that are passed down from parents to offspring, or maybe even heredity, which is the passing of traits from parents to offspring. Maybe you know the words inherit or heir, like when we're talking about getting something from our parents. Harry Potter, for example, was an heir to a huge fortune, which meant he inherited all of his parents' money when they died, which was a lot of money. He also inherited his parents' magical ability. Heredity talks about traits parents pass to their offspring. Back in Mendel's day, people imagined heredity to work like a blender. Like a trait from someone's dad would blend together with a trait from someone's mom, and boom, you get the kid with a mix of those two traits. So like if your dad was really short, like four feet tall, and your mom was, say, 6'6", well, the kid would be right in the middle. Or if your dad happened to be blue and your mom was yellow, you would be green. The idea was true for some things, but it wasn't true for everything. Sometimes a kid shows up in a family and looks really different from their folks. Like maybe they have red hair and neither parent did. Um, Or the child would just look really different, maybe really taller than both parents or shorter. Back to Mendel. He was working in the garden of the monastery, and he spent a lot of time around his pea plants. Peas reproduce sexually. Pollen from the flowers that grow on pea plants contains sperm, and flowers also have something called a pistil, which contains egg cells. Pollination is the process where egg cells get fertilized with the pollen. The peas in Mendel's garden had either purple or white flowers. So according to the theory of the day, the offspring of a purple and a white flower would be a pea plant that was like 
light purple, you know, like halfway in between. Or maybe it would be a plant with some purple flowers and some white ones. But that's not what happened when Mendel bred his plants. When he bred a purple plant with other purple plants, all their offspring started out purple. Same when he just bred the white plants with the white plants. But when Mendel bred a purple plant with a white plant, all the offspring, which we call hybrids, ended up purple. So here's what's crazy. When Mendel then bred the hybrid plants together, some of their offspring was white and some was purple, even though both of the parents looked purple. I don't know about you, but if I were Mendel, I would have just given up at this point and said, there's no rhyme or reason why some plants are purple and some plants are white. It seems like random chance, but Mendel didn't think so. He started looking at other traits. He looked at the colors of peas. Some were green, others yellow. He looked at the pods and the pod shapes and the height of the stem, and he discovered some patterns. He realized that some traits were dominant, which meant they blocked other genetic factors from being displayed. A purple pea flower had a dominant genetic factor. It blocked the white gene. So the offspring of the purple pea and the white pea were all purple. A recessive trait is the one that gets blocked. That's the white genetic factor covered up by the purple one. Mendel helped us learn a lot about our genes, not the pants. The genes are the sections on our chromosomes that have genetic information for one trait. So on our pea plant, there is a gene that determines color. Genes have different forms and we call these forms alleles. For our pea plants, there were, were white alleles and purple alleles and every plant had two, one from each parent. A plant is homozygous if both alleles are the same. So maybe they're both purple or both white. And they're heterozygous if they are different. The hybrid plants were heterozygous. They had one purple allele and one white allele. Because the purple allele was dominant, the flower looked purple, even though it still carried the white recessive allele. When you look at which alleles an organism has, we call this a genotype. But when we talk about the physical trait that you can see, like the color purple, we call it the phenotype. When it comes to understanding how all these alleles work, it's really hard to imagine these in your head without looking at them. So I'm not going to keep talking about them and confuse you anymore in this episode, at least. In class, we'll be working with Punnett squares to understand these more fully. But here's like the main thing to remember about this. Our friend Gregor Mendel, the father of genetics, realized that genetic information passed on from generation to generation through sexual reproduction isn't always blended up like a smoothie and dumped into offspring. Some traits are dominant and will show up more often and others are recessive. That being said, there are traits that appear to be combinations of alleles. There's something called incomplete dominance in which offspring's phenotype is like a combo of the parents' phenotypes. A pea plant doesn't mix its colors, but there's a flower called the camellia, and that one does. A white flower crossed with a red one would make a pink camellia. Maybe we see this in people too. If someone with dark skin has a child with someone with light skin, then their, their child ends up having a little bit of a mix between them. Codominance is something else, a little different, but kind of similar. 
and it's when you can see both phenotypes, not like a mix of color, not like how red and yellow make orange. Have you ever seen a horse or a cow that has brown and white spots, or a cat that is striped or spotted? Many animals have fur that is co-dominant. So like if a horse had a white mother and a brown father, the coat could show both brown and white alleles by making it a spotted horse. If you're near a mirror, go take a look. Everything you see comes from your genes or a special combination of these alleles. But there are things that make you unique that don't necessarily come from your DNA, like your haircut, or maybe if you color your hair, or if you've been in the sun, you might have a darker skin tone. Um, you might have something like a scar, or you could be fit because you exercise, and what you eat can contribute to your appearance too. Okay, that's enough for today. Whew, I'm feeling kind of hungry, and I think I need a snack. Maybe some peas. Thanks for listening. This has been Life Science for 7th Graders, the podcast. I will see you next time.